Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. <laughs> I noticed I wasn't saying that. <clears throat> Shoshana pointed that out, actually, that I was no longer saying it is me again. Um, and I was like, oh, that's right. I don't, I don't. I haven't really said that in a while. That's weird. I don't know why not, so I'm bringing it back um, for this episode, clearly. <laughs> we'll see how future episodes go, but whatever. Um, but more importantly, how are you all doing? Lovely. That is lovely. Lovely to hear. Glad you're doing it. Way to go. Way to crush it. Hope you're having a fantastic day, week, month, year so far, I guess, you know. Um, It is February 5th when I'm recording this. And I've been having weird dreams lately. So let me, I'm going to go ahead and back up and kind of tell you. So I stopped dreaming in my junior year. <clears throat> and I don't know if I've ever told the story about my insomnia, um, but I don't know what that sound was. But I had wicked insomnia. And I was, uh, the story is crazy. It's like, I want to say it was my junior year of high school. It, was, I, it must have been my junior year. I don't think it was my senior year, but I think it was my junior year. Um, I remember it like vividly, not the time, obviously, but the, the situation is that one day I just stopped sleeping. Like I just stopped, like just er, breaks on it. I just was tossing and turning the entire night. I just went to bed and I got no sleep. And I mean like none. It wasn't like I was sleeping, then waking up and it was like interrupted sleep or anything else. I mean, I was legitimately up the entire night. My brain would just not turn off. It was just nuts. Like it was the first time I was like, my gosh, like my brain was going, you know, 10,000 miles a minute. It was just light speed and I could not stop it. I couldn't slow it down. I couldn't get my brain to settle or rest. And I didn't have the uh, spiritual IQ to deal with that or come combat that in any way. And so I just didn't sleep. And I remember waking up that next day, not waking up. I remember getting up the next day and I told my mom, like, man, I didn't sleep at all last night. I was crazy. I just couldn't sleep. And like, you know, not a big deal. You know, it's high school, whatever. And just kind of went about my day. Um, you know, and then the next night, same exact situation. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't sleep. Like I was like, oh man, I was like looking forward to sleep. You know what I mean? Cause I hadn't slept the night before. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to bed tonight. Like one of those rare times in high school, like I actually want to go to bed. Um, and then bang, didn't do it. And that was what just happened. Moving forward, that's what happened. I just stopped sleeping. And I mean, like most nights were, and I'm not exaggerating at all. Like I would say if I got between one and three hours of sleep, that was a great night, a great night. Um, like three hours was like, like an amazing situation. I just stopped sleeping and it was the, the, the dumbest thing. I have no idea why I just stopped. 
And so after like a month of this or so, obviously it's impacting my, my body, my mental health. That's for sure. I was, I was just, you know, in a daze because I just didn't, I mean, you know, you don't have any sleep, like sleep deprived. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, didn't really care about much. Didn't have the same enthusiasms. Um, I would be able to ride out, you know, um, adrenaline rushes and sports and everything else. I was able to kind of do whatever, but I just, you know, it was definitely having an impact on my, on my life um, in general and like how I was treating things or caring about things. I just didn't care about much, you know? Um, and so they took me in to get tested uh, and they thought I was like uh, depressed. And so they gave me medication to this day. I still don't know what the name of the medication was. If you have like some antidepressants, it would be one of those. Um, like, I don't know which ones though, but it'd be one of those. Um, and I hated it. So they would give me this stuff. It was an antidepressant, but like, oh, it's a sleep medication. And it was a horrific knockout drug. Um, I would take it at like, let's just say, you know what I mean? Like 8 p.m. By 9 p.m., I was out by eight hours later. What's that? Nine to midnight, three. So five, 5 a.m., I'd wake up, you know what I mean? And just be like time travel. It was the worst. Like there was no resting. It was just a one moment you're here and the next moment it's eight hours later. And that, that was just it. There was nothing in, with regards to like rapid eye movement. I wasn't resting. I wasn't dreaming. I was unconscious for, for eight hours. And then I'd wake up and I would, I would wager to say I was more groggy and more like, what was that? Like coming out of a, out of a surgery type situation. That's what it felt like. I would wake up every morning and like, it would be like coming out of, oh, you were, you were just under, you know, we just basically knocked you out. And now you're coming out of that. So it was just horrific, like trying to get going and get moving and getting like, there was a brain fog. Like my brain was just foggy all day. Like I just could not concentrate uh, on deep things. I couldn't think I couldn't process. And for me being someone who's analytical and everything else, like, like that was a huge issue. Like I really struggled because my skill set, if there, if you could call it that in high school was I never studied. <laughs> I didn't open books. Um, I never studied. I just went into the classes and by the sheer grace of God, I kind of just knew stuff. Uh, I'd listen in class and I'd, I'd, I'd semi-absorb it, but I didn't read. I never, I never cracked a book. My, my, my junior, senior year of high school, I don't think I ever cracked a book. I mean, that's probably a detriment. I'm not bragging on that. Like it was a good, smart move, but it's just the truth. I didn't do it, but I passed on my test and I, I got good grades. So it was like, all right, well, this stuff isn't that hard. And so I was able to kind of get through it. But in this season though, like when I was on these drugs, I couldn't, like I couldn't just process. I couldn't just receive information. I wasn't able to comprehend, I mean, more or less. And I definitely wasn't going to start reading books then. <laughs> if you know my, my story about reading, not a fan of it. <laughs> but so I, I was on this, antidepressant medication for a little bit until I told my parents, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I cannot stay on this. This is the worst. I'd rather be tired than be in a daze. I'd much rather be tired than a daze. And because like the sleep is not helping me. It's not good sleep. It's not like I was getting quality rest and it was amazing. It was, it was just, I'm, I, I, the best way to describe it is time travel. 
there was nothing in between it. You're just one moment you're here, next moment you're eight hours later. And that was it. Um, and so I stopped taking that. And so then my body just adapted to getting between one to three hours a night. Like legitimately, that's how my body responded. And amazingly enough, I was fine. Like I was able to be pretty well adjusted. Like, like, it, like I was shockingly proficient at getting one to three hours of sleep. Um, occasionally, and this is what kind of ended up being the, the pattern is that once every three months, four months, something like that, my body would shut down. Like the lack of sleep would catch up and my body would just shut itself down. And I would like be in bed for like one or two days straight. Like just, I, I, oh my God, I would not get sick necessarily, but like kind of like my body's like, and we're done. We're going to take a little, little powwow and just shut it down. And so then I would be in bed for like maybe a day or two, you know, um, and that would be it. And then rinse, repeat back to the cycle. And so my body got good at just like when, like during nighttime, when you and I, when you would be sleeping as a normal human being, I would be just up either watching TV or I would just be, you know, like just trying my best to be awake and just be restful, like, like resting, but totally wide awake. And this is when I went on my weird tangents on trying to trick my body into thinking it was sleeping. Like I went down a rabbit hole. So for any of you weird sleepers out there, trust me, I, I have your, <laughs> I'm on your team, if not the captain of the team, because I went through to extreme lengths. One, my bed had to be very specific. Like the sheets and the blankets and how they were arranged on my bed had to be really, really specific. I know it sounds crazy, but it did. Um, it had to be pitch black. And I mean pitch black, not like light here, light there. I mean pitch black. If there was a light on a electronic, I would cover it with paper or something. I would make sure there was no lights on any electronics in my room. It's like a VCR or a TV or anything that had a light. If I could see it, it was like a beacon to me, like at night. So the idea was to trick my body into thinking that when it woke up and I was always awake, that I would think my body would still be sleeping. So I would go back to sleep. That was my hope. It was not a good, it was not a, you know, it was not the best plan, but it wasn't the worst plan. Theoretically, you know, nothing else is working. So might as well. And so, because, because the problem was, and this is what was really happening. Every time I'd wake up, right. Right. I'd be a bed, like asleep for like 30 minutes and I'd wake up and then I'd see something in my room a light or whatever. And it would totally bring my brain back to life. And that was the real issue was my brain was just not turning off. It was just firing all the time and not like it was firing by anything wisdomly or smart. I wasn't doing codes in my brain. It just, it was just like thoughts and ideas and like everything was just constantly playing at warp speed. And so it was just so difficult to turn it off. And so if I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw something, boom, it would trigger my brain to start going into process mode again, which was like, you know, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be up for another like two, three hours and then maybe fall back asleep again for like a half hour, then wake up again. And that was my entire pattern every night, like rinse, repeat, like dude, every single night, an hour, half hour here, hour there, awake for hours. <clears throat> and then that was it. And so I, I started like making my room pitch black, putting in blackout curtains, uh, covering all the lights, LED lights, making it very cold. I would put in earplugs so I couldn't hear anything. Um, I tried to turn my my bedroom into a uh, a deprivation chamber, or sleep or whatever you want to call that, a uh, 
with those chambers that, you know, block out sound noise, all that stuff. That's what I tried to turn my bedroom into anywhere I was. And that continued from that moment in high school through till I got married. <laughs> like legitimately, that was my pattern. Like had to be ice cold, fan on, like moving air was very important. No lights, um, no sound. I got a little bit better with not putting earplugs in, um, but more or less the same, same situation. You know what I mean? I needed that. And so because of that, I never dreamed. I, I never dreamed. I just stopped dreaming. Like, you know, I'm not getting REM sleep. I'm not getting REM sleep. And if I was, I was very, very rarely. And on, a, you know, those, those crash days. But even then, I wasn't dreaming. Like, I wasn't having – and, you know, obviously, I probably was dreaming on some level, but I had no awareness of it. Like, none. There wasn't like I woke up like, oh, my gosh, I had a weird dream. Never. Like, memories of dreams, never. Never happened. Never. And so this is from the time I was, you know, 16, 17 years old till I'm 39, 40, 41, 42. Right. I'm, I'm 43 now. I turned 44 this year. And so I don't know however many, I'm not super good at math right now, but like, tell me how many years that was. That's how long I went without dreaming. Um, for the most part. So when I got married to show like my, our sleep patterns got better. My eating habits got exponentially better. Um, thank you to her. She actually, someone was in my life that cared about my health. <laughs> That was not me. Um, I mean, so, so not to help myself, but like I literally had the worst eating habits. I think I've said this, like this is not a shot to my parents, but we, you know, my brother and I grew up with parents that worked full time. So my mom was not going to come home after working like a 10, 12 hour day and, and like have a home cooked meal. That just wasn't part of the game plan. It wasn't going to happen. And my dad wasn't going to cook and my brother and I were going to cook. So what's the solution? We got fast food. So. I, I joke about this, but my, my wife shudders every time I say it, but like, and it is a pretty shocking statistic. I would say, and this is again, no exaggeration, not trying to be, you know, crazy here, but 90 to 95% of my meals from the time I moved to Escondido, which was in seventh grade from that time until, I don't know, my wife. 90, I would say at least 90 to 95% of my meals were fast food. And I know you're saying, but Daniel, <laughs> that's insane. Yes. Yes. But if I, if I go back and think about it, when I lived on my own, I wasn't cooking my own meals. I, I ate out all the time, either ate at work. When I worked in the hotels, they had the, the hotel dining room. Well, that's just buffet food that they served the employees it's called the EDR employee dining rooms. When I wasn't working, when I was working at restaurants, I ate restaurant food. It's like when I worked at TJ Fridays, when I worked at the pizza place, when I worked at um, all the other restaurants I had, that was what we ate. We ate meals at work. We had employee meals. Um, when I wasn't home, I ate like Roberto's when I, I, you know, like Taco Bell, you name it. Like I was a fast food aficionado. I only ate fast food and I did that all the time. Like that was not a a random event. That was all the time. I was always eating fast food whenever I ate because I wasn't cooking at home. And so when I've had, I mean, I can go through the laundry list. And I, obviously the exception would be like holidays and events. That's why I'm saying like 90 to 95% because I'm, I mean, it's probably higher if you think about <laughs> all the other times, but more or less I was eating processed junk food. So 
I know it's a weird segue, but when I got married, show being health conscious and wanting me to live longer than 30 said, Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm wanting me to live longer than, than like 45 or 50. Like we started being very conscious with our diet, like eating good food, home cooked meals, um, not having fast food. Like she used to, like, she used to get like so disgusted when I would order fast food because she doesn't like fast food at all for good reason. It's horrible food. Um, but I would order, you know, I liked fast food. It's like Taco Bell was like a, my jam, Jack in the box tacos, you know, I can go down the laundry list of what my go-to spots were and they're all really unhealthy food. And now it's weird. That it doesn't taste good at all. Like I've been so far removed from it that it, it's, I was like, wow, this used to taste so good. And I would, I would randomly have fast food. And this is like very randomly I'll ever have, like if I'm somewhere, somewhere or something like that, I don't know, we'll have something. And it's just awful. I'm like, wow, I used to love this. And now it's almost unedible, which is crazy to think that my palate's changed that much, but it has. And thank the Lord. Praise that. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, show. However, what I say that is, though, because I started eating regularly, eating good food regularly, and then having a, a consistent sleep schedule with show, and you're being married, you go to bed at the same time, everything else. So I started to get like between like three, four, and like five hours of sleep. Like I still wasn't sleeping great. I was tossing and turning, but I was getting more sleep and more sleep wasn't dreaming at all, but I was getting more and more consistent sleep, um, which is amazing, you know, and then started getting healthier, uh, trying to lose some weight and like get in better shape and just to take care of myself. Um, <clears throat> but then, and this is this the entire time. I'm still not dreaming. I'm not dreaming at all. And then I want to say six months, <clears throat> six months ago, something like that. I don't know. We're at one of our life groups and I mentioned the fact that I don't dream um, and kind of like, you know, I just don't ever dream. And someone was just like blown away by that. <laughs> They're like, but like that's, the Lord talks to you in dreams. And I'm like, ah, if he does, <laughs> I would love to have those conversations with him. I, you know, but I don't, I'm not in that position to dream a lot. So, and like that person actually like prayed about it. Like, I pray that you just get dreams. I pray that you like the Lord would start open up your dream life and like you would start to get dreams and everything else. And I, I honestly was like, didn't think too much about it. Not not in a dismissive way, but like I, you know, if you don't have something, I hadn't had it in so long. It wasn't like I missed it. It wasn't like it was, I was aware of what I wasn't getting. You know, if you've been dreaming your entire life and all of a sudden, then I took it away. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm not dreaming. That's crazy. But imagine never having really something. I mean, like I was, you know, again, 16, 17, I'm now 40 something years old. Like most of my life had been without any of this and most of my adult life specifically, you know, like it just became something that I just didn't have. And I wasn't worried about it. Hold on, I gotta drink some coffee. Sorry, delicious coffee. Made some this morning. Super happy with it. Anyway, so I didn't have, I wasn't anti the prayer at all. I was, I was like, absolutely. Like, Lord, if you want me to have dreams, I'm all about it, you know? But I don't have any dreams. I, it, it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't have the same passion for dreams the person praying over me wanted me to have. <laughs> ah, it's the best way to say it. You know, I don't know if you ever wanted something for someone else more than they wanted it, but that was this moment for this person. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm so thankful this person had a zeal to, to pray for it because for them it was important. And that's why we're having this conversation. So... I started sleeping much better, actually. I've, and since then, my 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 sleep patterns, especially with show, have gotten so much better. Like I'm getting like like six, seven hours a night. Like I still wake up consistently. I, I still will, you know, toss and turn. 
Um, I'm a, I'm a restless kind of like, I got to ro- rotate, you know, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a back sleeper. I don't understand that. I, I'm a side sleeper. And so, you know, anyway, neither here nor there, but <clears throat> I've, I've started to, to where I get like, like over six easily every night, sometimes seven, never much more than that. Like if it's more than seven, I don't know what's going on, but that's happened, but I, I'm getting sleep. And with that sleep has become REM sleep. And now I'm starting to dream again, which is crazy because I'm not like a dreamer. Like I'm not someone who knows dreams or understands dreams, but I've been having like crazy, weird dreams. And so at first I wasn't giving them much, much attention um, because, you know, <laughs> I'm not. It's it, it just something I don't really think about or give much credence to. Like I, I'm also not one of those be like, oh, dreams, dreams. I'm like, but. It is a third of your life, theoretically, not mine, but most people's average third of your life is in sleep. So obviously the Lord's going to talk to you and, and do things. And there is valuable dreams. I mean, look at the Bible. Like it's, you know, Daniel, like there's Joseph. There's so many people that like through dreams, the Lord has spoken to. You know, Nebuchadnezzar gave, or God gave Nebuchadnezzar just like unbelievably vivid, specific dreams that needed interpretation. So it's like, well, you know, maybe I should have a different perspective now that I am dreaming or I'm starting to have the capacity to dream. Like, Lord, I like, you know, like I want to, you know, shoot, like, I want to know what I'm dreaming. I want to dream. And if you're going to talk to me and it's in a dream, Lord, I want to, I want to know it. I want to receive it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to understand it. <laughs> and so, um, so I, I mentioned last time there was, I had a real fork in the road financially of decisions I could make professionally. Um, and, and the reason why I'm talking about that is because I had a dream about that situation. So, so like, I don't want to give all the details away. However, just know that there was an opportunity and both my wife and my mother had spiritual unctions about not doing it. Not because the, the opportunity was bad or evil or any of that. Like it was just a, this isn't the right move for you. And, and spiritually it's not what God wants for you. <clears throat> and I was trying to understand that. Like, you know, it's weird when you hear that from two of the most important people in your life and you just don't understand it because you're like, I'm not getting any of that. Like to the opposite, I'm, I'm getting like why this would be a great thing, you know? And so it just was a weird moment. And so I even like, you don't understand, like, like this opportunity was real. I traveled for it, went down to it, um, uh, met with, you know, my business partner, some of the things and we're, we're in the 11th hour of this negotiation like at the 11th hour of this opportunity. And I'm telling my partner, like, Hey man, like I'm getting spiritual checks on this, but I don't know why. Um, I need to, you know, just be aware that that's, I, I don't know what the decision is yet, but I need to, you know, and trying to explain that to someone who is not a super believer is rough. <laughs> Especially someone who's like a, 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 you do business with. It's very difficult to explain to someone that you're having a spiritual check about something when they only see dollar signs. And it, unfortunately, that's the way it is. So I had, but this is the dream I had, and then I want to share this dream. And so I, I'm literally like talking to my mom like the night before, and I'm like, I'm not getting it. Um, I just had my meeting. Like, we're having to make the decision here real soon. I'm just going to go to bed, and I'm just praying like the Lord, like, just speak to me. And my mom's like, well, you know, he always shows up in time. Like, my mom is super wise when it comes to a lot of stuff. She's just so smart. And she just said plainly, like, well, you know, he, he always shows up. He always shows up. So don't worry about it. Just, you know, seek him and he'll show up when the time's right. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I want to believe that, but I'm already in the 11th hour. Like, like, you understand, like, this is like, 
decision times here are, are coming down the pipeline super fast, like are in process. And so whatever, I go to bed that night and my mom was praying that I would get wisdom. And I was praying, I'm like, Lord, I don't care about the financials. I don't care about any of that. I just want to be in right standing with you. And if you spoke to my wife and you spoke to my mother, well, that's a two, I, I don't want to be on the wrong side of this. So I, I believe them. I don't distrust them and their unction and they're, and they're listening to the Holy Spirit, but I'm not getting nothing, nada. And so I go to bed that night and I have this dream. Oh, it's a crazy dream. So in the dream, my wife, Shoshana, walks up to me with another woman and gives her to me as my wife. Like she doesn't say that, but that's what I knew in the dream that she was just like, hey, here's your new wife. And this wife was blonde, not brunette. So like definitely not my wife. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a version of my wife. It was like another person, blonde. But like the weirdest thing was in the dream, like I knew that I would get along with this wife, this new wife. I knew that this wife would love me. I knew that we would, we were very compatible, me and this new wife. And so like, I didn't hate the idea, but like, it was, I could feel in my heart. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I mean like, okay. But then I, as I walked towards the new wife, immediately I would look back at show. And if you know show, she has faces, um, <laughs> happy and mad faces. She was giving me one of those mad faces and she was not saying a word to me. She was just looking at me. And I was, and so I would, as I'm walking towards this new wife, I would stop and pivot and I would look at show. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to give me a new wife? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, like, why, why are you doing this? I'm looking at her. I'm like, why are you doing this? I, well, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm saying this in the dream. I'm telling her, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you doing this? And then I would, you know, then I would look back at the new wife. And then like in my, the dream, like I could see us like getting along and hanging out and like being together. And I'm, I'm, then I stopped and I look back at show. I'm like, oh, can you please tell me like, pleading with her, can you please tell me why you're doing this? Like, why are you doing this? And all she had was that face of like, just er. And if you know my wife, that face is significant, <laughs> significante. <laughs> it is not a face you deal with. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh boy. All right, what's going on? It's the I'm fine face, but I'm not fine. You know what I mean? That one, husbands, you get it. You know it. Um, and so I'm sitting there in the dream, like battling. Every time I move towards the new wife, I'm immediately conflicted, like 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 convicted hard. And I look back at show because I'm like, what do you... I don't want this. I, I, why are you being like this? Like, tell me why you're doing this. Please, please, please tell me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I woke up. And so I woke up and I, I like, as a husband, I immediately felt like guilty. Like my dream was like, I was trying to have a new wife. Like that's, that's my immediate reaction. To that dream. when I woke up was like, oh my gosh, like what I'm dreaming about trying to have a new wife. Like what kind of dream is that? That's Golly, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you ever felt guilty about a dream, like you're responsible, but I, I had one of those where I was like, my, like, Lord, what's going on in my brain that I would want a new wife? That's, that's insane. Um, and so I wake up and I get in the word. Um, and you know, again, I'm still seeking the Lord on everything. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like big time, Lord, you got to help me. You got to help me. You got to help me. Like, I, I need your words here. And backstory, like, I had heard nothing from the Lord. Like, so that was the whole issue. Like, my wife had heard, my mom had heard, and I was praying diligently and I hadn't heard a, pin drop, nothing from the Lord, nothing, not a peep. I'm like, golly, this is so frustrating. Um, and so that morning I get in the word and all of a sudden the Lord just blesses me with the download. I even told show about the dream actually, before I got in the word, I was like, oh man, I had a dream last night that you were trying to give me away. I didn't say all the details. Cause like, like I didn't want to like, you know, get into it. Cause I didn't quite understand it. 
But I was like, just like, it's such a weird dream. I was like, you're trying to give me away as to a new girl to be my wife. Like you didn't want me as your husband or something like that. It was weird. And so I get in the word and I start reading the Bible and all of a sudden the Lord just like, just blesses me with an interpretation of that dream. Um, and it was that my business and the Lord, like the Lord had given me my business and this opportunity would have been a great opportunity. I would have enjoyed it. I would have reaped all the benefits from it. There'd be something about it. But in order to do that, I'd have to walk away from my first love, which is the Lord. Like I would, something about this opportunity would have made me choose between what the Lord has given me and then what I was wanting on my own. So was I going to be happy and satisfied with my first love, my business, and then also over, over doing that God? Or did I want this new thing? And this new thing would have been amazing. This new thing would have been great. This new thing would have been all those things. But the entire time I was going to this new thing, I would have always known what I sacrificed for it. You know, like I would have always known that I walked away from the things that were the most important in my life for this other thing. And that was the awareness that the dream was like, yeah, there's, here's my wife not saying a word to me. Like the Lord was not saying a word to me, but knew, like I knew somewhere in there, like, Hey, you got to walk away from this. Like, here's your new thing. You can have it. It's pretty, it's shiny. It's new. You'll love it. It'll love you. You'll it'll be great. All these things. It'll be so fun. However, it costs you me. And so that was my dream. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like that was what the Lord just put in me as my, that was what this dream meant. And so I was like, oh my gosh. Like talk about 11th hour and talk about so crazy. And so I immediately, you know, took the steps to, to, to cancel the deal, um, to not be a part of it. Um, and that was why I did it. But like, like God spoke to me through a dream. Like, what a crazy answer to prayers. Like, what a crazy series of events. And there were other, like, there, this dream was a very specific dream because it was, it was like very much in the 11th hour what I needed. And I've had other dreams before now and after now that kind of just all are just, the Lord's now amazingly starting to speak to me through dreams. And it's nuts. It's, I've never had dreams. And so now I'm very active when I have a dream. Like I, I'm, I'm like starting to think about the details and like sharing details. Like I had a random dream last night about me, Clay and show are all hanging out, which Clay had a ta- had a whole bunch of paintball gun splatter tattoos on his leg. Like they were tattoos, but they were like, of like the shape of being hit by paintballs. I don't know. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even know. But I know that my dream life is activated again. Like I know now, and more importantly, I'm well aware that the Lord is speaking to me through dreams, like so vividly in in certain situations. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, like let me have understanding. Let me have remembrance. Let me be completely available for you during my sleep. You know, I, I, you know, I know it used to be, I always wake up and pray because I wasn't sleeping much. I would use that as my prayer time. And I still do. However, I'm now so excited about my sleep time because like, oh my gosh, like what an amazing thing that the Lord's going to speak to me to my, my dreams. I, I, what if he does? You know, what if he doesn't? It's okay. It's fine. But if he does, oh my gosh, I want to be ready for it. I want to be aware for it. I want to be, I want to remember it and I want to commit it, like write it down, make sure I have, if I have understanding, I want to have it. If I don't, then it's like, all right, Lord, well, it just doesn't matter. This is a dream you gave me. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll make sense later, but that's been crazy lately. So I've been dreaming and I'm curious, like, like. Do you guys dream? I, I know it's crazy for me to say it because most people do, 
but I never did. So it's, it's a weird thing when people, yeah, I dream all the time. I'm like, all right, well, does the Lord speak to you in your dreams? Like, are you asking for the Lord to speak to you in your dreams? Like, is this something you've said, Lord, like, I want to hear you like talk to me. And that's, I, I, it's one of my big things. I'm like, Lord, talk to me. I just want to, I just want to have a conversation with you. Most of my, most of my, my, my thought process stems from that. Like, Lord, I just want to be in community communication with you. I want to talk to you. I want to know you. And so however you want to talk to me, I'm down, like whatever that looks like. So if it's through the word, fantastic. If it's through my dreams, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to be close. So I, so I, it's such a crazy thing that the thing I've never had for the past 20 some years, you know, or however long that is, I'm now getting, and it's so cool. Like how good is God that he would just give me that? <laughs> I haven't earned it or whatever like that, but here it is. He's just giving me dreams. It's like that one passage, like your young men will, your young men will do something and your old men will dream dreams. That one, I must be an old man dreaming dreams. <laughs> uh, but it's just, that's where I'm at right now. And it's such a cool thing. And so I, I hope and pray that all you guys are dreaming that the Lord's talking to you in some amazing times, but that's, that's how it's been lately. So, you know, maybe some of these new episodes might be some more dream stuff. We'll see. I don't know, but it's just such a cool thing that like, I still can't believe the Lord spoke to me in that dream the way he did, like, and just gave me understanding of it. That's the part that's so cool. It wasn't that I had the dream, it was that he allowed me to understand it, which is like, golly, you know what I mean? Like, what a, what a blessing. Um, anyway, uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to me on travel about my dreams. <laughs> I hope you guys are dreaming. I hope you guys are dreaming big. Dream big, you big dreamers. Um, and then we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You have been listening to What's Up Church Podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't. <laughs>